0: Welcome to the Chosen People Radio Program, a production of Chosen People Ministries. On this program, you'll hear inspiring stories, learn about messianic apologetics, and discover God's plan for Israel and you. Now let's welcome our hosts, Mitch Glazer, President of Chosen People Ministries, and Robert Walter, our New York Regional Director.
1: Shalom, I'm Mitch Glazer, President of Chosen People Ministries. And today joining me as we approach the Christmas season As we're moving away from Hanukkah, I'm sure going to miss Hanukkah. Boy, all those gifts and potato pancakes and, oh man, I love Hanukkah. But I also love Christmas, and I'm going to tell you why I didn't love Christmas. I'm going to tell you why I do love Christmas. Joining me today is Bobby Walter, the regional director for the New York area of Chosen People Ministries. And we're so glad to have Bobby here. And I'm a Jewish believer. Bobby's a Gentile believer. We're united in Jesus the Messiah, just like so many of us. All among our listeners, I hope you know some Jewish people that believe in Jesus. We're really nice people, and uh, but we are one in in the Messiah, both Jews and Gentiles. What a great testimony to the power of God! So, Bobby, welcome.
0: Thank you so much, Mitch. Uh, shalom, and and welcome to you, and welcome to everyone who's listening out there. Mitch, as you mentioned, we are going to be talking today about Christmas and. I'm excited about this conversation, honestly, because we, we want to talk not just about the, the prophetic background of it, the the significance of it, the importance of it, but also how it relates specifically to Jewish people. How do Jewish people relate to Christmas? How do they understand it? Do they celebrate it? Do they not? You know, what what's the deal here?
1: Well, of course, Hanukkah is the great protest holiday, uh, uh, Bobby, in the dominant <laughs> Christian culture in the United States. And so... You know, there's there's no Jewish person that doesn't walk along a street and count the Hanukkah menorahs as opposed to the Christmas trees. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. <laughs> we want to know if we're in a safe neighborhood. <laughs> Manhattan's beautiful during Christmas time. You know, there's that enormous tree that comes from somewhere in the Greater New York area that is lit, and it stands towering over Rockefeller Center and Radio City Music Hall, uh, where you get the uh, annual Christmas show. And speaking about that annual Christmas show, it's actually part of my own personal testimony in some ways. Uh, My mother played the piano, and she loved Broadway like a lot of Jewish women uh, in New York City and Gentile women in New York City. My mom played the piano, and I grew up with my sisters standing around the piano singing show tunes with my mother. Mm, Wow. And I didn't take piano lessons until I was a little older, but I grew up around the piano, so it was always a part of my life, and singing was always a part of my life. And so my mom just loved Broadway. She loved theater. She loved music, and she loved the uh, Rockettes. <laughs> and she <laughs> loved taking us to Radio City Music Hall every every year to see the Christmas show. <laughs> and my mom was raised in an Orthodox Jewish home in Brooklyn. And you know, the truth is, I don't know if we ever noticed that it was a Christmas show. We just we just came and. And saw the Rockettes and listened to the wonderful music and passed all the Santas uh, who were working with the Salvation Army with red kettles collecting money. We were just surrounded by Christmas. And I don't know if my mother ever realized it was that kind of a thing. On top of it, my first job growing up in New York City was stocking shelves at a Christmas store in mid-Manhattan that was owned by a Jewish guy. (laughs) And so... Jewish people feel very apart from Christmas. We feel uncomfortable with Christmas. It's, it's not our holiday, but, you know, the trappings are kind of harmless, and we like the sparkling lights, and my mom loves the Christmas show. And so I think a lot of Jewish people feel the same way. Christmas is strange. We don't feel like we're part of it. There's a little bit of an attraction to it sometimes, maybe. But if you're like me, married to a Jewish woman, if you're like my parents, both Jewish, Christmas was just not part of our lives. But I think that there's a lot about Christmas that could be very attractive to a Jewish person if they heard the story. Mm. What do you think, Bobby?
0: Mm. Yeah, that's an excellent point. uh, Because pardon the pun, but when we unwrap Christmas, it really is a gift for the Jewish people. When you get to the heart of it, the heart of the message, it's a Jewish story about the Jewish Messiah being born in a Jewish town in Israel, in Bethlehem, specifically to bring light to the entire world, to Israel and and the
1: nations. I think it's fair to say whose birthday is it? Who was born on Christmas Day? Why the celebration? Now, I want to tell you, as a Jewish believer in Jesus, Bobby, I had trouble with Christmas every year. I was no Scrooge. I understood that my Gentile Christian friends really got to the heart of Christmas. They believed the prophecies of the Messiah. They celebrated the birth of the Messiah. They gave presents because of generosity of soul. And I think it was, you know, if you put Christ into Christmas, it's a pretty good holiday. Mm -hmm. But I remember just growing in my faith because I came from such a strong Jewish background. I never knew quite what to do with Christmas. Hmm. But God is so good, he solved my problem. You want to know how? How? It was was a very unusual solution. So guess when my first daughter was born?
0: (laughs) Well, I know the answer. (laughs)
1: Christmas Day. (laughs) And we named her Miriam, which, of course, is Hebrew for Mary. And not only was she born on Christmas Day, but and, of course, I never would have realized this, but most of the labor nurses at the hospital were Jewish (laughs) because the Gentiles had off. For Christmas Day. And so it was really quite an experience going through all the process of the birth. And instead of doing all the breathing exercises, which, of course, we were well-trained to do, we sang messianic songs. Why not? We Mm -hmm. were surrounded by Jewish labor nurses. And so we we sang all sorts of messianic songs and Hebrew songs. And, of course, they all knew that we were all about Yeshua, all about Jesus. And uh, I don't know what they thought. But they probably had the most unusual Christmas they ever had, Mm -hmm. uh, those labor nurses. You know, it took me a few years to convince my daughter that— the world wasn't decorating their homes for the celebration of her birthday, <laughs> and that her presents were going to be more limited than universal, you know. But it really helped me figure out what to do on Christmas. So we figured out that we should celebrate my daughter's birthday. But as the years went by, actually, that daughter came to really like Christmas, <laughs> of course. And Christmas, really, at heart, is a Jewish holiday because it's all about the Jewish Messiah. It's all about the fulfillment of prophecies that were given by God to Jewish prophets. There were no Gentile prophets. And so he was born in Bethlehem, Bethlehem, uh, the house of bread. It was in the territory of Judah. I mean, who doesn't know that Judah was Jewish? He was a descendant of King David, who, by the way, was also Jewish, There was a Gentile that snuck into the lineage, and that was Ruth. Your people shall be my people was Ruth's commitment. And uh, so Ruth, of course, is in the the genealogy of, of Jesus. But it is a Jewish message of really loyalty to the God of the Jewish people, the Messiah of the Jewish people, and to some degree to the Jewish people themselves, because God said to Abram, I'll bless those who bless thee and curse those who curse thee. Through you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And we all know, Bobby, that one of the great blessings we have is being able to support the Jewish people and to be used by God to protect the well-being and welfare of the Jewish people, to stand against anti-Semitism, but most of all, to bring the true message of Jesus, the Jewish Messiah for all, to the Jewish people. And that's one of the greatest blessings we can give On Christmas, I hope that you're going to share the gospel with some of your Jewish friends and and leverage this great season of the year, two great holidays on deliverance, Hanukkah and Christmas. Bobby, you have any tips for our friends who are listening about how to share the gospel with a Jewish friend during Christmas?
0: Sure. Well, what comes to my mind is an encounter that I had a few years ago. Uh, I was actually at the Feinberg Center, uh, our, our beautiful messianic center here in the heart of a very orthodox Jewish neighborhood in Brooklyn. And it was before we moved into the building and everything was done. The renovations were done and it was Christmas Eve. And I was at the building because uh, someone was installing the signage for us outside. So as the sun went down, you know, it was, it was dark, it was cold, it was late. And finally they finished. So I'm standing outside in front of the building, looking at the new signage. And all of a sudden this young Orthodox man comes riding over on a skateboard and uh, he stops me and we start talking and he wanted to know who we were and, and what was going on. And, and once I told him that we were believers, he said, well, it's, it's Christmas Eve, isn't it? And I said, yeah. Uh, and he said, well, what is that about? So I said, why don't you come inside and we'll talk? So this led to about an hour conversation where I was able to uh, use the, again, Mitch, like you said, the, the prophetic background and, and the, the significance of the Jewishness, of what actually happened when the Messiah was born, to share with this this young Orthodox man who really had genuine questions. I mean, obviously, he was aware of Christmas. He knew Christmas Eve, but he didn't know the true heart of it, the true meaning of it. So I think just one tip, making ourselves available Mm. and willing to get into those deeper conversations with our Jewish friends or family or or neighbors or whoever it is. And and
1: Bobby, if I could interrupt. Yeah. Yeah. And also, not always thinking that your Jewish friend will be opposed or antagonistic or not interested in why you celebrate Christmas or what Christmas is about. So many Jewish people are curious, just like this young Orthodox boy. Right,
0: right. So it was a a very special time. And honestly, uh, for me, I mean, a few months after that, we officially moved into the building, but I will I will never forget that encounter. It was uh it was really the my first official sort of evangelistic opportunity in our center here in Brooklyn. Should we invite Jewish
1: people over to see our tree?
0: <laughs> if we have one. Yeah. I know some Jewish
1: people love going to a home with a Christmas tree, you know? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I have a really good friend, uh Jewish man, he's a little bit older. He's from uh Philadelphia, hmm. and he told me stories that when he was a teenager, he and his friends would go to Midnight Mass at the Catholic Church because the music was so good. <laughs> oh, there we and go. And they just went to appreciate the Christmas music.
1: That's so funny. And of course, you could always make Christmas cookies in the shape of a Jewish star. <laughs> you know, that would always be fun. You know, one of the other really strategic points on all of this is when people ask the question, is there any connection between Hanukkah and Christmas? It's a natural question mm-hmm. because we, we give presents. Right. We're especially generous. It's a family festival. We eat particular foods at Christmas and at Hanukkah. We light candles, so there's a lot about light. But the other thing that I think is really important is that the Bible promised that a Jewish virgin would conceive and have a child and call him Emmanuel. He would reign on the throne of his father, King David. He would be born in Bethlehem. There are so many promises that center on the Jewish people that needed to be fulfilled for the Messiah to come. If the Romans, if the Greeks before them, if the Babylonians or the Medio persians if for some reason the Jewish people, like so many ancient cultures, were destroyed, for one reason or another, there would be no Christmas. And that's exactly what happened because the Greeks— tried to destroy the Jewish people from the inside out. We talked some about it over the past few weeks, where they tried to get the Jewish people to worship Greek idols, to speak Greek, to renounce their faith in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And if all of that would have happened, what kind of Jewish Messiah would Jesus have been? He wouldn't have been a Jewish Messiah if he would have been able to make all these prophecies happen at all, which is doubtful. He would have been some kind of Greek Messiah. And so... It's really important to show that link between Hanukkah and Christmas, because without Hanukkah and even without the Jewish people, there just could not possibly be a Christmas. Some Gentile Christians know this, but I guarantee you most Jewish people don't understand that. And so if you want to share, hey, you know, there's a great link between Christmas and Hanukkah I can tell you about. In fact, I'm so grateful for the Jewish people on Christmas because if it wasn't for the Jewish people, I'd never get to celebrate
0: Christmas. (laughs) This is The Chosen People. And Mitch, as you know, the prophet Isaiah was on the scene, so to speak, about 700 years or so before Jesus' first arrival. And coming up right now, we're gonna learn about this Prince of Peace that he spoke about and how we can lean into that peace, even in times of trouble. Absolutely, Bobby. One of the great names of the Messiah is
1: Sar Shalom. That's the name of the congregation you lead. That's right. In Brooklyn, New York, Beth Sar Shalom, the house of the Prince of Peace. What a haven we have in Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, the Prince of Peace. And so this is our third lesson in Advent, the Prince of Peace.
0: More than 700 years before the advent of Messiah, the Jewish prophet Isaiah wrote this about him For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of His government or of peace on the throne of David and over His kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. What a promise. Isaiah said that the Messiah would be called the Prince of Peace, and that he would usher in an eternal kingdom on earth, characterized by peace. And this world is definitely in need of that peace. It seems everywhere we look, we read or hear of civil unrest, of war, of natural disasters, and death. It is comforting to know that God promised a day when Messiah will reign on David's throne, and the world will finally see shalom, that Hebrew word that means peace, completion, or wholeness. We look forward to that day with great anticipation during this time of Advent. And we also look back and we remember the peace with God that Jesus brought to us at his first coming. Our Messiah came as a baby, born in a humble manger to bring us this peace, this peace with God and this forgiveness from sin. Because before world peace is possible, we first need to obtain peace with God and receive transformation of our sinful hearts. And Yeshua accomplished this for us through His death and resurrection. That is why the Jewish apostle Paul wrote this, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord, Yeshua the Messiah. The first step to true peace or Shalom is trusting in Yeshua. Once we become God's children through faith in Him, God then promises to provide us with an inner peace that the world could never give us. Yeshua said, "'Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful.'" Now, despite the troubles in this life, believers can have peace knowing that Jesus promises to always be with us. Yeshua told his disciples again in John 16, verse 33, These things I have spoken to you, so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage, I have overcome the world. Jesus said that we will have tribulation in this world. He said to expect it, but he also promised that we can have peace despite our suffering in this life, because he has overcome the world. And he promised a day when he will return to set all things right, so this Advent Let us be intentional about setting time aside to be alone with the Lord and to receive His peace in the midst of a broken, suffering world. May we be the light that this world needs so that we can also point others to Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And let us remember to thank Him for the peace that we have with God because of His atoning death on the cross and His resurrection. And may we also look forward to the future promise. Of his return. As the prophet wrote, there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. We look forward to that future day when Messiah will sit on David's throne and bring peace to Israel and to the entire world. There will be no more death, no more troubles, no more suffering, only peace. The prophet Isaiah described that day as one where the wolf will dwell with the lamb, and the leopard will lie down with the young goat. The nursing child will play by the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child will put his hand into the vipers' den. They will not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. What a day of peace to look forward to. This week, Christians celebrating Advent are focused on peace. Jewish people look forward to peace as well. May they and others find the peace that they are seeking in Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Welcome back. You're listening to The Chosen People. So, Mitch, I've really enjoyed our conversation so far. And, uh, you know, one of the things that Chosen People Ministries seeks to do well is reach the Jewish people with the hope of the Messiah. And we know that we can't do this on our own. We cannot do this without the support and encouragement of believers all around the world who also want to see Jewish people come to saving faith in Jesus the Messiah. Absolutely. And we also
1: partner with Christians all over the globe. And it's not just prayer and finances, but we really need you to share the gospel with Jewish people because... We're just not going to meet some of your friends and neighbors and coworkers, And this is a season of the year when Jewish people are thinking religiously. They're thinking about Hanukkah. And of course, they're surrounded by Christmas. And maybe you can make the message of Christmas accessible to your Jewish friend. We already talked about your being available to your Jewish friend. We talked about not presuming that your Jewish friend would be antagonistic, in fact, I think one of the best things you could do is invite a Jewish friend over to your home, at least for coffee and Christmas cookies, or maybe they want to see the tree and uh, experience it. You know, make your Jewish friend, without being pushy, which I know you wouldn't be, but make a Jewish friend feel as if they're welcome in your home during the celebration of Christmas. And you have to remember also that most Jewish holidays are home based. And so Jewish people will understand that your celebration of Christmas is similar to their celebration of Hanukkah and some of the other Jewish holidays. And then, finally, to build the link between Jesus, Yeshua, and Christmas, one of the ways to start is to simply say, thank you. Without the Jewish people, we would not have Christmas. We wouldn't know who the Messiah is because we learn about the coming of the Messiah in the Hebrew Scriptures, in your Bible. And, uh, of course, if the Jewish people had not been faithful to God, then there would have been no Jesus. And you know what they say, without the Old Testament, there'd be no new one. So, <laughs> you know, one is built on the other. And so I think those kinds of connections can be made with Jewish people during this season of the year, and they could be very friendly and very fruitful. You're listening to The Chosen People, which is produced and sponsored by Chosen People Ministries. Thanks so much for joining us today. The holidays are a great time to reflect on what God is doing in our lives and what He's already done for us. And when you reach out and say hi to us this month, we'll send you a free booklet called The Gospel According to Hanukkah, this powerful presentation on the Feast of Dedication, is designed to help you better understand this eight-day Jewish celebration, which commemorates the rededication of the temple in Jerusalem during the second century B.C. Hanukkah is not mentioned in the Hebrew Bible, but it is mentioned in the New Testament, in John 10, 22. And we know that Jesus himself celebrated this wonderful holiday, and it's a great way to see the gospel through Jewish eyes during this time of the year. This book explains why Jesus is Hanukkah's true hero, and if you'd like to learn more about the holiday and other biblically appointed feasts, visit us at chosenpeople.com radio, or order the booklet, The Gospel According to Hanukkah. Call us at 888-293-7482, that's 888-2-YESHUA, Y-E-S-H-U-A, the Hebrew name for Jesus, or write to us at Chosen People Ministries, 241 East 51st Street, New York, New York 10022. And now let's wrap up today's program with the ironic benediction. <speaking in Hebrew> Isa donai pana ve lecha, vi lecha, shalom, vi assem lecha, shalom, vi assem lecha, shalom, vi shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift His countenance upon you and be gracious to you. May the face of the Lord shine upon you and give you peace. Beshem shel Yeshua Hamashiach, Sar Shalom, in the name of Jesus the Messiah, the Prince of Peace.